save yourself. Go. I'll be fine. Don't worry about me. Run! Welcome, Zelda Dungeon Universe. You're watching the Champions cast with a, a new host, Kevin O'Rourke, who will be hosting forever and ever and ever, and not possibly for just this week only, and then having Andy Spiteri host next week. Uh, but I'm here with Taylor Wells. It's true, I'm here, and that's right, we've finally gotten rid of that tyrannical Andy Spiteri. And that's right. Replaced him with the benevolent Kevin O'Rourke. Yes, I I bought Andy out of his contract, so I will be hosting the Champions Cast for ever. Will we ever be releasing your sick promo that you cut on him before you delivered his terms? Oh boy, uh, you'll have to uh, subscribe on the Zelda Dungeon YouTube channel, where we uh, we'll put that video up. So pretty scathing it's yeah not for the faint of heart i i think uh i think he's his cheeks might be a little chapped <laughs> poor guy um so andy andy's Pateri on assignment for the week uh we'll see him for the next episode of the champions cast but in the meantime myself kevin o'rourke taylor wells we're going to talk a little zelda and talk about some zelda news so in the news this week for uh, Zelda, we have the new uh, Breath of the Wild VR update, which has gotten some uh, interesting reviews online. Such as? Uh, let's quote The Verge. I think this sounds pretty good. Uh, Breath of the Wild in VR is an ugly, uncomfortable experience. <laughs> that just doesn't sound so good. No, but it does kind of sum up how I imagine breath of the wild vr to kind of be it's it's really not a game that seems designed for that kind of experience you know yeah i think uh the real beauty of vr is to have or to play a game that or an experience as it were that was built exclusively for vr um and kind of gluing on a vr experience on top of a game that wasn't designed for it uh, could have mixed results. Absolutely. I, I mean, I've, I've talked about this a lot before, but you know, there there are some games. Like, I think especially horror games kind of lend lend itself to to a VR experience. Not. I mean, I guess you could say an adventure, like a full on adventure series, would be great. But when you kind of designed it from a third person perspective, I don't know. It's it's just odd. I don't. I don't know why it was a thing. Yeah, VR seems to be a uh, first person, and and I've played some VR games that that are in third person. Lucky's Tale, um, and it's fun. But I feel like there's just something about being like within the game, you know, first right. person perspective, moving around and seeing like your perspective change as you're looking. You can't really compare it to the original way it was designed. Exactly. Um, no. There actually is a mod for um, Breath of the Wild in first person uh, through, I want to say it's through the Simu emulator. Not that we condone the use of using emulators to illegally download and, and play games, but there is a mod out there for first person mode, which seems like a cool addition to Breath of the Wild. I don't quite know how well it plays. I feel like I get a little sick from it, but it seems cool. I think that's probably the roughest part of VR is that for many people that that's kind of an issue where I guess motion sickness or just some some type of nauseating um, encouragement 
on the on the systems part. I don't know. Yeah. I I can't yeah, say I've ever experienced rate. it, but it seems like a lot of people do. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's the refresh rate of the of the hardware. So, more powerful hardware that you glue to your face, uh, you know, the the better experience you'll have. And right now we're playing with a switch with some cardboard that's stuck on your face. So, you know, there's some limitations, but um, from what I've heard of the rest of the experiences through the, you know, through the Labo VR, uh, they seem really fun. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to trying them out. I mean, hey, at least we can say this is the most sophisticated piece of hardware we've or uh, cardboard we've ever invented, right? <laughs> is it cardware? Cardware, yeah. It's not cardware. We've <laughs> invented we a new that? term. <laughs> Trademark the Champions Cast rolls. 2019. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather cardware than, than boardware. Yeah. Although that's starting to sound like a clothing line that maybe we could spin that off into something. Isn't it already a clothing line? Like that, that, <laughs> or no, that's board shorts. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not cardboard shorts. <laughs> we might get in trouble for that. I don't know, man. We better get our lawyers um, ready. So, <laughs> so I think the, the one other bit of news to take away from the, uh, from the VR update is it seems to have improved some loading times, particularly inside of, of shrines for the Switch version. So that's a big save for folks that are, are in the speedrun community and looking to improve their times. Um, there's a couple of comparison videos online that show the difference of, hey, here's a, you know, before the update and doing a shrine and then after the update. And it saves like like five seconds or something on, on a shrine. So you figure you're playing the game and doing a certain category or trying to get that elusive 100% Breath of the Wild run, which takes, like, a good day, uh, you could save yourself some time by, you know, going through those shrines with that update. That's probably the most interesting thing I've heard in quite some time. There are legitimate people who speedrun this game in VR. No, no, not in VR. Oh, no. I couldn't even imagine how well that would work. Oh. you have to be connected to your computer. No, I'm talking about with just the the update, which which actually it's you know patches one. over the entire game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that would be awful. That'd Imagine be 100 Breath of the Wild in VR. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'd need new eyeballs at the end of that. You know, I have to say, there's got to be someone out there who's tried it. You know, like you and you and Locke were the only ones to do the the speed run of Hyrule <laughs> Warriors, right? So like. Yeah. There's got to be someone out there who's like, you know what? I'm going to speedrun Breath of the Wild in VR. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see that category show up on speedrun.com. That would be so good. I would watch that. <laughs> it's cardboard mode. You have to. I feel like you have to have a webcam for that, though, just to watch the person do it. I feel like almost to prove it, too, because you could just strap the goggles on and not really. Well, I don't know. Like feed it out to you. no, but it's hard because you have you can't really have it docked. I wonder if Speedrun Live has actually like created a rule set for this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll uh, we'll see. Maybe in the future we'll, or maybe at the uh, Zelda Dungeon Marathon we'll give it a try. Oh no, I, that I, would I... just be a disaster. I could picture someone tripping over a cable and falling through like twelve Vizio D series monitors. Oh jeez, I I can already picture Moss's expression perfectly, just like just that flat, no. <laughs> yeah, I think, and that's probably for the best. Not gonna happen. Um, I guess just to wrap up real quick on this bit of news, um, expect an impressions video on the Zelda Dungeon YouTube channel. Uh, Mossies is ordering a a labo kit, as far as I know, so we're gonna get some uh, perspective from Mossies and I believe Gooey on uh, the VR experience for Breath of the Wild, so I guess stay tuned for that. That actually reminds me, like, with all of the the Labo stuff kind of almost in full swing now, do you think that we'll start, like, getting more Zelda-themed VR stuff, like, outside of just Breath of the Wild, but, like, maybe even Link's unique? crossbow training. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! That's what I need in my life. Oh no! Here is absolutely what we need. Coming off of last week's show, we need a uh, Tingles Rosie Rupee Land Two VR. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'd play that. Can you just imagine first Uncle Rupee and per- first Perkin? Wow, first Perkin, first person tingle perspective. That's hard to say. <laughs> yeah. I just Uncle wanna... Rupee in in VR. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, getting that tower to to shoot all the way up to the sky would be a pretty cool sight. Oh man, I guess there's a lot that they could do with Zelda in VR. If only, oh, yeah. if only for the novelty. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we start to see some, uh, maybe like tech demos that are, are like small snippets, small experiences, and, and possibly including Zelda in that. Maybe even like bring back like F-Zero or something. You play a race in first person through VR, through like an F-Zero racing car. I'd be okay with that. Or machine, although as they say. My previous experiences with tech demos have kind of left me a bit sour. AKA, we're looking at you, Final Fantasy VII. Oh, well, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's a whole nother deal. Final Fantasy VII in VR. That, that's kind of blocky. How would that even. No. It wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> it just wouldn't. <laughs> it really wouldn't. Touch the characters in, in real life to make them attack. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> there's a lot. there's I feel no like that way. Like something for like a like a touch screen, like the gamepad, the Wii U gamepad, and just kind of move characters around. Although I'm starting to sound like Fire Emblem now. Yeah, right. That's what I was thinking too. Oh man, that would just be so weird. I don't think I'd like it. No. I like controller in hand. Pressing well, a button, smashing people with a sword. Yeah, for sure. It, I mean, I guess so. A game like Skyward Sword actually would kind of work perfectly for VR, right? So you'd they'd have to switch the I think the perspective to first person, but like that game was really designed from a VR perspective in the first place. Like you've got the Wiimote and the and the nunchuck to act as your sword and shield, so you just replace that with a VR headset, and uh, you kind of got a thing going there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like. Uh... That that could work. Hmm. We'll it definitely have to work. get Andy's thoughts. Definitely make on the it. dungeons seem a lot bigger too. Oh yeah. Not for to say sure. that they seem small in the game, but having the beetle fly around in first person, catching stuff, be pretty cool. Can you imagine fighting Kalactos in VR? Oh my gosh, I'd probably throw up <laughs> just from the just from the stress. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. You have a giant sword that you're swinging. Yep, and you gotta whip it, whip it good. Oh yeah. Oh man, yeah, that's missed opportunity. That could be a tech demo. I'd play the heck out of that. Definitely. Okay, enough VR. I think I'm VR'd out. <laughs> Let's chat a little bit about some other big news in the week. Um, we're gonna preface this by saying there will be no spoilers, no mention of any of the plot to uh, Avengers Endgame which just came out this week, if you're watching this. Uh, if you're watching this later, hey, it's out already. Um, if you're watching it now, oh, it's out already, too. So <laughs> go out, definitely take a take a gander at the movie if you're a Marvel fan. Uh, I've seen it. I'm not going to say anything about it for fear of spoiling anybody, but we thought it would be fun to talk about casting uh, Zelda characters in the Avengers. And it seems kind of hard to do. There's so many Avengers now. But there's there are so, so many, many Zelda movies. characters. There are, yeah. Like, when are we going to get to, like, you know, is is uh, Gorligs the Goron from Twilight Princess HD going to be in the Avengers as, like, the Falcon or something? Who knows? I vote... I vote Moosh as Falcon. It's Moosh. Yeah. He flies. <laughs> He's got wings. He could do it, right? Maybe Rivali. Or Kapoor <laughs> Gabora. Kapoor Gabora, yeah. Although, this could definitely be... Uh... That would be weird, because he's kind of got a dual dual character, because he's also Raru, so... That's right, yeah. So it's... Uh, Kapoor Gabora is him with the wings. It's just... <laughs> Raru is just regular Sam Wilson. He just transforms. Yeah, he transforms into a um into a bird man. Oh. So I I yeah. had thoughts on on casting the the main character if you will, Link. Who would you cast or, or who would you put Link as in the Avengers? 
So my first thought would be because obviously he's the main character and kind of like that, you know, he's always portrayed as this like virtuous kid who, you know, never, never really shows any fear towards, you know, his, his obstacles and, and his enemies. And, um, he's, he's always trying to help out and he's always kind of got like just, just this purity to him. So I was always thinking like Captain America, but on second thought, you know, he is still a kid in, like, 99.9% of all of his portrayals in Zelda. So I was thinking maybe even Spider-Man would work. Because I think Link's oh. kind of smart. He's a, he's a crafty dude. Yeah. He, yeah you have to going. be in order to remember how to use all those damn items at the same time. <laughs> yeah. You know. To be using them on the fly to save the day. Exactly. Here was my thought for Link. And maybe you'll agree. Groot. Gr- Groot? He doesn't talk. That's true. <laughs> I mean, Link, uh, Groot, Groot speaks a little bit, but uh, Link, I, Link doesn't really talk. I am. He has Rocket do all the, or not Rocket, he has Navi do the talking for him, or Proxy in Hyrule Warriors, or whatever, uh, whatever fairy companion he has. <laughs> so it's, this, my casting is uh, Link in the position for Groot. And Rocket <laughs> is Nafi. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm a I thousand think they make a good team. Thousand percent on board for that. You just imagine think... Link running around, just going like, "I am Link." <laughs> that's probably the most he could say. Yeah. It's now we need that say. in like the Netflix series. Oh, for sure. Cast cast Vin Diesel to voice Link in the Netflix Zelda series. I ship it. I dig it. So I think uh, I think that's a pretty good parallel to draw there. I I'd, I'd watch it. Absolutely. Link with the Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's like the champions. All right. So we have Link as Groot, Rocket yes. Raccoon as Navi adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> Rocket yes. Raccoon is mid though. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I think so. I think mid more so than that. Yeah. And you kind of have that that reference towards the wolf, wolf link kind of sort of. They're both furry animals, right? What, Groot? No, Rocket Raccoon. Oh, Rocket. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, they're a little related. Rocket is Midna. Yeah. What are you What are you casting, uh, Ganondorf as? You know, Your adversary. I, I mean, I first thought it would be Thanos, but I think that's more appropriate yeah. for demise. Ah, uh, yeah, I guess so. I was saying it's Thanos, but yeah. But do you argue that Demise is the same character as Ganondorf, just a spiritual successor, or a, it's like the same soul, just reincarnated? Yeah, they're just character skins at this point. <laughs> That's what I think about Demise. Uh, they, they, fill this, they fill the same role, I think. It's It's sort of like Megatron and Galvatron. They're both the same guy. So does that make Girahim Loki? I think Girahim would be a Loki, yes. Except we've never seen Girahim be good, and we have seen Loki be good. Yeah, but I think just the role fits him. He's the sidekick dude, helping out his uh, higher power. Hmm, very true. Seems to have his own agenda. And they also have somewhat similar personalities. They're both very, uh, very sadistic, very... Uh, lascivious, I guess is the word we would be looking for. Oh. A little lusty, yeah, maybe? Well, I mean, yeah. Play, maybe playfully flirtatious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are characteristics of both. <laughs> Didn't think we'd get here, but yeah. Damn, okay. I think we have the perfect got, casting for Loki. <laughs> we got there. Loki is Girahim. What about Zelda? Well, that's hard. That's really hard. I think modern Zelda would be very much so a Black Widow. I thought so too. Black Widow always seems to be running the show, keeping things under control. But if we're going old school Zelda, would it be more appropriate for her to be maybe, um, why am I not remembering her name, uh, Iron Man's wife? Pepper Potts? Pepper Potts, yes. I, I'm... 
Um, like old school Zelda kind of fits the pepper pots. She's fiery and stuff like that, but she's more of a behind the scenes organizer of of things yeah, and she's making like the the taskmaster, making things work behind the scenes. I don't know. I like the Black Widow comparison where she's keeping everybody in check, kicking ass and taking names. Exactly. Yeah. If you played Hyrule Warriors, oh yeah. Oh, for sure. Zelda's running up and down the battlefield, slashing people. She's a boss. And now if you played the Wand of Gamelon. Oh, I mean, no question. Zelda saving the day. That's that's the best comparison we could get. For sure. Wand you know, of Gamelon Zelda is Black Widow. Yeah. I you know, I, I definitely agree with that. So, <laughs> Zelda for Black Widow. Okay. Yes. All right. Lock it in. Done. All right. Next biggest question, Gruus. Who are we casting him as? Yeah, Gruus. Uh, I feel like Gruus would be like Thor. Really? Yeah. Seems <laughs> a little in love with himself. <laughs> kind of, kind of clueless, but comes around over time. That's. I guess that's I what makes Gruus the difference Thor. between Thor and Iron Man, right? They they both have great hair. That's very true. I'm try now. I'm trying to picture Thor with a pompadour. <laughs> it's kind of a scary sight, but I think. Uh, the kid could pull it off. It, well, if anyone can do it, it's Gruus. Like, that man pulls exactly. so many things off that nobody would ever think he could pull off. Yeah. Molnir or Stormbreaker and uh, the Grusinator, they're pretty parallel. He's got a very unique weapon. That's, yeah. You know what? You're not wrong. I, I can't disagree with this, this assessment. Were you going to say someone else for Thor? No, actually. <laughs> I didn't or have for another Gruus, uh, well, actually, I could say Darunia for Thor. Darunia, yeah. Darunia's got a hammer. Megaton hammer. Yeah. And he's big. He's bold. Brotherhood and all that. Say, he's more like, more like the Hulk. That's, well, but he's not he's angry. He's ripped. Yeah, but he's not angry all the time. He's He's got a, a burning fervor. Ready to smash a dragon or two without thinking about it. Fair enough. Isn't green though? I mean, that's some minus points right there. That's okay. We we can. That's that's what the makeup department is for. <laughs> they just paint Darunia green. Yep. Make him a little more Darmani. Mm-hmm. What about Black Panther? Black Panther. That's kind of hard. Nibiru. Uh, I don't know about that. Why? Why not? Why do you say Naboru? Okay, so for one thing, Black Panther is supposed to be kind of like this, you know, cultural protector, kind of a an icon for a people who have kind of been in isolation for much of their much of their existence because of the powers that they hold, the the technology the that they have. So I think Naboru and the Gerudo are kind of kind of similar in that regard and where grew for much of zelda's history from what we know have kind of kept to themselves for the most part and they definitely hold uh they definitely hold powers if if kume and kotake or anything to go by the the spirit temple is located in their in their desert so yeah twin mold um or not twin mold sorry twin rova twin rova yeah yes (laughs) Yeah, they got a giant snake. I, I'm I'm sure Twin Mold is somewhere in the spirit in <laughs> Man, I was gonna say uh, Impa, Ocarina of Time, similar kind of stuff. Guardian of the Sheikah. That yeah, that could work just Secret as well. Society. You know, Absolutely, but, but looks out for the greater good. Hmm. You know, Impa, Impa reminds me of another Marvel character I'm trying to think of, but for some reason it's not coming to the top of my head. Maybe it'll come on later, but... Drax the Destroyer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's Who would Drax be? Drax. That's what we really need to know, yeah. We need a straight-faced person with a really rocking sense of humor. <laughs> Maybe uh, Ralph from <laughs> Oracle of Ages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What about, uh, um, oh my god, my brain. Ravio. Oh, you know what, actually? I think Ravio would be kind of close to Drax. That would be Stuff hilarious. It seems like uh, metaphors and Ravio don't click together. 
<laughs> oh my god. I, I like the thought of Ralph though. He's we'll have to have them both audition. To save the day. Yeah, yeah. We'll have them read lines. Yeah. Oh my god. So okay, so who are we left with now? We need Spider Man. Yeah. So, Spider Man's tough. Mallet? Uh, Ag- Agatha. Oh, Ag- yes, <laughs> Agatha. Agatha's bug related. For sure. A little quirky. <laughs> She's definitely quirky. She, li- she, she likes spiders. Does she have the same sense of humor, though? I don't think so. I think she's a whole nother plane of existence. You got to be really witty to be Spider-Man. Yeah. Who were you saying? You're saying Malin? I I was thinking Malin could kind of make a a, a Spider-Man because I don't know. She she's got a fun personality, which I think is kind of core to to not just Peter Parker, but you know any number of, of the Spider-Mans. Uh, Miles Morales. Also had a, a a a fun, outgoing kind of personality. Then you have, um, I believe Gwen Stacy was was Spider Girl at one point. So you can you can kind of draw some comparisons, I think, between several different versions of Spider Man and, and Malin. Yeah, Malin is the epitome of all Spider Men and women. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still, I'm still uh, thinking Agatha. Yeah, I, spider summoning powers. It's just too just good. Too good. Yeah, it's too, it's too related. How many bugs do you get in Zelda? Actually, there's quite a few bugs in Zelda. Isn't there some saying though about like going with the obvious choice? That's right. Never go with the obvious choice. Right. So Malin, it is. <laughs> Mal- yeah, Malin's in. Okay. We've cast our Avengers. You know what? Uh, Malin could be uh, Ant Man. <laughs> oh, not Malin. Um, Agatha. Yes, please. See, <laughs> she's got ants or that, a wasp. Or that both. works too, though, because because he's he's very quirky too, and like his kind of the way he he goes about things, yeah, yeah. and he's got that. Uh, Agatha also kind of has a, like that that fangirlish kind of personality. Whenever she's talking to Link, it's like, oh yeah, you bring me more bugs. That's it's so awesome. <laughs> It's it's kind of like the same thing between Ant Man and Captain America. I feel. Yeah, like the social cues aren't quite there. Exactly. All right. Yeah, I like that. I that like works that. really well. In. We got her. We got her in there. Um, I think we have a pretty solid team so far. Yeah, but we're we're still missing a few. We need yeah, Iron who Man. Are we, missing? we need Iron Man. Doctor um, Strange. Doctor Strange. I don't see, know. I oh, think we're starting to run out of people. So no. Hasrila is Doctor Strange? <laughs> uh, well, see, here's here's my thought, is that Zelda could also kind of be Doctor Strange, because she's a very, very magical girl. That's true. She's got a lot of magic, controls some of the elements. And then Gives we, you light arrows. <laughs> then we could have the excuse to call her Mistress Strange. Yeah. You know, if we, if we want to go... Uh, Wind Waker Zelda, or uh, Twilight Princess Zelda, she's she's quite the the sharp shot. I think Zelda mm. could be our Hawkeye. That's true. That is true. Well, Zelda's stealing Man. all the roles. Yeah, I know. Well, it's I mean, it's her legend. That's true. <laughs> uh, man, who would uh, who would Iron Man be? King of Red Lions. He's red. Also, well, the king of red lions, he's a boat. Yeah, well, I mean, he's a king. He's kind of a little bit full of himself. He's got a master plan for everything. I guess. Uh, Plays the cards close to his chest. Yeah, pretty Doesn't pretty close. reveal that he's actually not a boat. You're right, and I don't recall it's the way, king of red lions later. ever creating a uh, a world-dominating AI, but... That's okay because Henry Pym in the comics actually created. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I from him. I think he could, but it'd be a little odd. Yeah, I mean he does. Uh, he does drown Hyrule. Can we put laser guns on on King of Red Lines? On the, on the King of Red Lines. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a weird upgrade. 
You know, you have like the bombs turn into a cannon, the grappling hook turns into that claw. What if we I don't know what the laser would be. What if we fused him with the spirit train? A spirit boat. Yes. And if you think about uh, it, at the end of Wind Waker, he kind of does become a spirit, so. Yeah. We've, we've got our Iron Man. All right. So who just are we saying? Just think of Iron Man, but instead he's wearing, like, the King of Red Lions as, like, a suit. <laughs> suit of armor. That would be great. You know, that that's kind of how I pictured it anyway. I like the, the spirit of the King Iroh just inhabits the boat. Yeah. You know? All right. So. I think that's good on our cast. I, I'm thinking we're still missing. Yeah, we're still missing like half the Guardians. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to get all of them, though. We'd be here for another hour or two. That's true. All right, so we've got a principle. we hit the nail on the head of most of these guys. Yeah, for sure. It's not like we're doing a two-parters Avengers The Legend of Zelda, right? Or are we? Or we could be doing this for the next 11 years. Excellent. Have the payoff of, like, yeah, well, you know, we'd cast uh, the Taskmaster as so-and-so, the NPC shop owner from uh, Link's Awakening. If we made as much... (laughs) If we made as much money as the Avengers has, or the Marvel movies have combined, I think Mossies would be quite okay with us doing that. Oh, yeah. Box office superstars over here. Welcome to ZeldaDungeon.net, your only choice for knockoff Avengers. (laughs) So I think we should, uh, let's put a pin in our Avengers cast for now. And, uh, and move on to another uh, fun topic, I think, that we should chat about, since we're the only two that seem to be uh, the knowledgeable experts of this at Zelda Dungeon, which is another dungeon, uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Are there more dragons in the Dungeons and Dragons, tops. or are there are more dragons in the Zelda Dungeon? I think there's more... Uh, dragons in, in Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, we don't just have any spare dragons lying around in our dungeons? No, not a lot of Argoroks around. Oh, Volvagias. Significantly less dragons. Uh, unfortunate. In, in Zelda worlds. I think we do need a few more dragons in Zelda. Well, at least we have a fat, happy dragon in the in the form of Valu. <laughs> we got Valu. I love Valu. <laughs> He's so funny. He's a nice dragon. He's definitely a gold dragon, if if anything. A very helpful one. Yes. Um, so, yeah, tabletop games in Zelda. Uh, it seems like they would go hand in hand. Um, but I, I feel like it's it's more of like a recent development that we're seeing uh, Nintendo sort of like release their properties a little bit more freely to folks. So we have the likes of like Zelda Monopoly... Um, Zelda, like the Zelda chess set, Zelda Clue, uh, even like the Zelda like trading cards and some puzzles and things like that. It seems like Nintendo's realizing that they could make some money off of Zelda. Zelda Uno exists. Really? Uh, and we've played that at the Zelda Oh, yeah, that's right. Before. We did. Yeah. And we also played Zelda Clue, and I will say, admittedly, that game is extremely fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's cool when it's taking like a property and sort of putting like a spin on it, but... There's only so many games that you can copy and, and you know, just, just throw Zelda in it. But I think that's um, the beauty of tabletop RPGs in the fact that, exactly. you know, we, we've got a, like, there's not just Dungeons and Dragons, too, because there's, there's Pathfinder, you know, there's, um, there's a whole slew of them out there, and Zelda could fit right in with any with any one of those you could even use the D format for it because D strongly encourages that shout outs to D and wizards of the coast yes yeah fifth edition allows for some crazy crazy homebrew uh i mean i think the beauty of dungeons and dragons is that it's it's a role-playing game so you could come up with anything that you want if you wanted to role play like a pepperoni pizza somehow some dm somewhere is probably going to let you do that yeah, theoretically, there's a way. Yeah, there's always that that plane of existence that has, uh, you know, pizza people. Yeah, for for a game. Pizza barbarians. <laughs> pizza barbarians. <laughs> uh, why am I suddenly reminded of Thor? 
Except he'd be like a shawarma barbarian. <laughs> a shawarmarian? A shawarmarian? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I just think that Zelda is, is ripe for this kind of tabletop game. Oh, for sure. Um, and the and fact it could that... be its own thing, too. It doesn't need to follow like a rubric. Oh, absolutely. Well, I, th- I think that's tabletop RPGs in general. Like, the, you have some that are more mired in rule sets and stuff. Like, uh, I, I would say 3-5 three, three, was. Um, but, you know, there, there's so much about tabletop RPGs nowadays and where, like, it's less about what limits are placed on you and more about where can your imagination take you. And with Zelda, it's... It's something where I think there are a lot of fans out there who just come up with some of the coolest theories, some of the coolest, you know, worlds within a world. And I don't I don't think like there's any lack of of drive or, or people who would who would take advantage of such a such a game and, and thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah. I think it's uh, it's ripe for, you know, like it, it's such a storied series. So like the amount of content that you could dream up and think about, and like add on top of with your own, or having like other example things to do within like a tabletop setting. Sure. Um, it's yeah. There, there's infinitely many possibilities. Create your own lore to fill in the gaps where they're, where everybody's left wondering. You know. Yeah. And then having your own characters sort of be part of, of a Zelda world. There's so many different, you know, character races and character classes that you could be. Absolutely. Like, oh, what about the Rito? Like, oh, maybe we could learn a little bit more about them, or like, what do Gorons do? Where do they, how do they sleep? What do they eat? Do they do, just eat rocks? Does Rivali have a higher fly speed than the rest of the Rito? I'd hope so. That oh, flying speed is a little tricky in D anD. d Yeah, that that heroic, heroic character. But yeah, I'd, I'd love to see uh, either Nintendo work on something. It's it's hard to do, I think, because I don't think the overlap for, and I might be wrong, but your average like target demographic for Zelda probably doesn't overlap as much with like a very serious tabletop Dungeons and Dragons kind of experience. I I think that Nintendo would try to create like a simpler game that people can just kind of pick up and play without reading like, you know, 12 separate companion books. So you wouldn't go the D&D route with it? You would kind of create your own? I would love to go the D&D route with it, but I don't see Nintendo working with Wizards to create, like, legitimate, like, legit supplements. Especially when people will just homebrew their own things. Well, that's like, the Nintendo thing would, is... like, separate themselves and do their own deal. But Nintendo could totally do that, though, like, where they just release a source book uh, for that kind of adapted some of the rules of D&D to, and just added on the, the flavor of of Zelda. Like it wouldn't be the first time D&D's done that. Like they they had a Lord of the Rings version, if I remember correctly. They had a they had a Warcraft version a while back for 3E. Yeah. And you know, all it was was just like the Warcraft was like, "Well, you do need the D&D uh player's handbook and possibly the dungeon master's guide and then you just need you know, this this core rule book and then you're good to go." So Yeah, even working off like the standard rule book which is like publicly available for free. You don't need to pay for it. You just download it from the wizard's site. Yeah. And uh, like I feel like a lot of the classes that are represented in in D&D already kind of fit the mold for kind of what you have in in Zelda cuz I, I mean I can't tell you how many times I've recreated a Zelda character in D&D. You know, it, obviously, you know, not in High Rule or anything like that, but you know, like I've I've recreated Link as a paladin, I've recreated um, I've recreated Zelda as a ranger. Um, I've done Sahasrula once as a, as a wizard. That was fun. That sounds like a good time. Yeah. Was he I... wearing a cowboy hat? <laughs> 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 it 
Once you see that cowboy hat, you can never unsee it for Sahasra. No, nah, he's wearing nothing but assless chaps. Oh, boy. That's a strange role play. <laughs> he's a wizard, man. What has he need of shirts and, and boots? <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I definitely couldn't tell you. It's all about that magic armor. I think the real cool thing is having uh, Ganondorf as an actual, as a warlock. Yeah. A well, they call him a warlock. He could be a warlock uh, warrior hybrid. Yeah. Or you could be like a, a hexblade warlock. Exactly. Or, yeah. Hexblade, spellblade. Utilize all of Ganondorf's charisma. Yeah. Because yeah, and you're right. Like they've they've always talked about in in a couple of different games how Ganondorf is referred to as as a warlock or as a uh, magic user slash sorcerer of some type, and like even right. his his moves in Smash Brothers all refer to his magical powers. You know, warlock yeah. punch, wizard kick, or wizard foot. Uh, you know, all, all all those different things. Yet, you know, we never really see too much of Gandorf's magical power. It's always very behind the scenesy, so it would be really cool to kind of see him done done from the ground up. How how would you build Ganondorf in in D&D? I feel like what you said was was pretty close doing like a warrior warlock hybrid. I'd probably do a hexblade at least get enough levels in that to have uh access to Eldritch Blast, which actually you get right from the get-go, but maybe a couple of uh, Eldritch Invocations to give him some cool extra abilities. i definitely try to get five levels in that so you could get the uh, Pact of the Blade. I was just about to actually, ask. Just yeah, were you going to go warlock, three to five? A straight Warlock would be... Uh, or not Pact of the Blade. Uh, Thirsting Blade, which is uh, an extra attack. But just the Hexblade Warlock seems kind of fitting for... For Ganondorf, having the Eldritch Blast in, or uh, Cantrip and having like access to a couple of other spells. Ganondorf does fly. That's true, and you could kind of create uh, an artifact in the form of like Ocarina. the Triforce of Power and have him equipped with it and it gives him some additional abilities. Yeah. Could definitely see uh, Ganondorf with uh, yeah, maybe just straight Warlock. That would be, I think it, I think that would be so cool. You know, I, it's odd. I've done so many different Zelda characters in D&D, or at least tried to, and Ganondorf is oddly one that I've never attempted. I think it'd be lawful evil. That's kind of hard to play. Mm, I don't know that he would be lawful evil. It's more chaotic evil? I know. I think he's actually more neutral evil. Oh, well, he's definitely evil. Yeah. He's the big bad. Oh, how would you design Rabio? Would he be a sorcerer? I feel like he'd be like a bard wizard. A bard wizard? Oh my god! With a with a hammer. <laughs> with the <a> hammer. He's <laughs> oh. just got a bunch of pockets with knickknacks in them. Wait, no, no, no! Wouldn't he be? He'd be an artificer. Actually, yeah, I think so. Cause he just has all those items, and he's got tinker tools. Yeah. And he has a, a little bird familiar. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Ravio would be fun to play. It's got that purple rabbit hood on. I feel like Ravio is the is the perfect archetype of like what a of of trying to like market D and D for Zelda fans. Just be like, like you can play Ravio. Yeah. This is this is what D and D is all about: is creating fun fun characters, sometimes a little silly, but also can do really cool stuff. Man, Nintendo needs to hire us to uh, to create the Zelda RPG. Yeah, I'm I'm on board. Let's do it. We'll we'll begin work immediately as soon as we see that first check. Yeah, we'll call it Zelda Dungeon Z and Dragons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Brought to you by Zelda Dungeon. The name Co fits itself. <laughs> Copyright Mossy's Limited, 2019. Yes. <laughs> Dungeon Gaming Enterprises LLC. <laughs> Oh well. Yeah, I, I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to play some, some Zelda D and D, which we could uh, could drum up a game at the at the Zelda Dungeon Marathon. That would be really cool to do, kind of like you know, and it's perfect fit too. Like for those times where we kind of like have an hour or two of downtime, we can you know just 
do you like part one? And then, you know, the next day we have another one to two hour downtime, do part two. And you've got a, you got a full session, which you would normally have in real life. And, you know, it, it's just a fun little way to kind of add uh, our own unique Zelda dungeon flair to a series that we all already love and, and cherish. Exactly. Or maybe just do a wrestling one. Uh, well, then I then I have to sit out because Josh is just going to pile drive me into hell. I'm never going to figure out what the heck is going on. <laughs> but not in the game, in, in the through a table. Oh, yeah. In the, Super in the slam a whammo. There we go. <laughs> the triple Batista bomb. Oh, boy. Yeah, that would be disastrous. <laughs> um, speaking of Zelda Dungeon Marathon, though... Uh, can't really reveal the date, but we do know it's it's definitely happening. Yeah, every uh, year. If I were a, if I were a betting man, I would bet on uh, sometime in July. Generally, generally in the middle of July, approximately within dates um, here not mentioned, but definitely alluded to. Oh yeah, you uh, you psyched about what could happen at this year's Zelda Dungeon Marathon? You know. Um, ZD Marathon is is how I got introduced to Zelda Dungeon in the first place, way back in, I want to say, 2013? 2012, maybe? And 2013 was the second year, so that was in Mississippi. Yeah, I, I want to say it was 2012, but I, I definitely remember 2013 because of the... Because uh, Well, yes, but also because <laughs> of the... There's the, the 3DS... Ocarina of Time. I think that was like the first year you guys did the uh, Ocarina of Time 3D, yeah. and but only only Trevor had it. Only and, Trevor had it. Yeah. yeah, and everybody was like, "Why is he so much so far ahead of all of us?" It was like, "Oh, the tech speed is so much yeah. faster." We were sitting there at the menu for like, or not at the menu, but at like the first cutscene bit with the Deku Tree, giving you some exposition. Yeah. And, oh my goodness, it was just so like Trevor was like a good five minutes ahead from the text. Yeah, I just remember watching that at home and just dying laughing, and it, it was, it was so appealing to me to just see a whole whole bunch of group of friends who, you know, work together on a site whenever they can, and just just having a week of fun and enjoying themselves with, with, you know, one of our our favorite series ever, and so it was something that I had always wanted to do, and you know when the opportunity came. Uh, for me to to join the site, I I jumped at it and I was very very honored and and blessed that Mossy's invited me last year and I feel just just as much so for this year so I'm I'm eagerly awaiting. Ditto, yeah, I feel like I uh... yeah it's it's a big honor. Um, it's a lot of fun too. It's a lot of fun people. Good time. Just a fun week of just playing or a week a week plus. Of, uh, of playing some Zelda, hanging out with some fun people, and pure chaos because I was totally going to decimate you and Mosley, and then I got hit by the uh, the old pimp hand of fate. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was that was some real Majora's masking. Hey, Amen. You know, if Happens. I could tell you how much time practice I put into Majora's Mask beforehand. You you would not believe how livid I was in my head at myself. Just like, <laughs> really, you are a moron, sir. So <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's live, it's live TV. But hey, snagging second place in Ocarina of Time wasn't too bad. It's not bad at all. That was a stacked race too. Six people playing. Yeah, and then third um, Minish Cap, which I also didn't expect either. I thought I was the, gonna get the, fourth or fifth. That race is insane too, because it's it's cutthroat. That was so much if you're fun. You're behind five seconds. It's like you're out. Are you going to be playing Minish Cap this year? I will. Yes, you have to I'll join in on that. I need your sick promos too. Yeah, it's uh, that, oh man, that yeah, that was a lot of fun hanging out backstage for that. You're you're my secret weapon against Andy. I'm just gonna have you distracting him with all your trash talk while I pull ahead. <laughs> I could throw the gauntlet down on him. Exactly. Um, but yeah, some some games to look forward to. Um, Diminish Cap for sure. Um, I, I always look forward to Majora's Mask. Link to the Past is always a good time. 
but just like the fun side games too, where it's like Triforce Heroes and Hyrule Warriors, the ones that I think are just a ton of fun to play. And the CDI games. My favorite time at the marathon is playing those at like three in the morning. You know, and, and that's the that's the thing too, is like that's probably the thing I'm looking forward to the most is is the CDI games. I like I played for about ten minutes last year when uh um I've oh man. Why why is my I don't know why my brain's not working today, but um when it when Andy and everybody was kinda like trying their hand at the the lily pads, trying to cross the Oh, Washubi Swamp. The mar- yeah, the swamp <laughs> with the crocodile. Oh boy, and all that swamp! Like it was, it was just so fun. Like it was hard as hell, but it was just so fun to sit there and just watch everybody trying their hand at it. And then, you know, and then you know, I came when we came down um, in the morning, getting ready for I think it was Majora after. Um, when you were when you were beasting through, was it Wanda Gamelon, or was it? Zelda. Uh, I played one of Gamelon. Okay, one of Gamelon, yeah. Hey, and you just grinded through that last like hour and a half, and it was it was great. I and uh, you know I I don't really have the opportunity to play the CDI games really at all. So you know that that ten minutes kind of gave me a, a a craving to play some more, despite how uh, how infamous they are for being what they are. Yeah, they're definitely. Uh unwanted treasures i think is the best way to describe them <laughs> very expensive very expensive to i think the games themselves now cost more than than a cdi it's back alley tingle rosy Rupeland trades are now going to be back alley cdi one to gamelons yeah it's uh zelda's adventure i think is is the the priciest really yeah is, um, is that the, the, the best other ones one? were like the paired games no oh boy no or sorry, the worst one. Times. That game could use, that game could use a couple patches to get those loading times down. Oh yeah, that day one patch. Yeah, well, uh, maybe uh, a few days later. At this point, <laughs> sixty-five oh, yeah, years could, later. Jeez, you could cook a whole turkey in between uh, going through the screens. Oh man. Well, at least we won't have to worry about being hungry during those runs, right? Yeah, yeah, you could be stocked up on food and eat it all before you even make it to the first boss for sure you know what else i'm actually really looking forward to what's that the breath of the wild bingo race yeah breath of the wild bingo is fun that yeah it is anarchy despite having been up for like 48 hours at that point and running through most of the game that was probably some of the most fun i had last year was was just playing through that bingo i never thought you know that 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 idea would just be so so fulfilling, and and Breath of the Wild too, because like I I love Breath of the Wild, but it's definitely not my favorite Zelda game. But when I was playing the bingo game, I was like, this could easily be my favorite Zelda game. It yeah, it, it breathes new life into the game. You know where you play through and you take your time and you've you know you've gotten everything, and now it's like no, like you're not only are you like trying to play through it quickly. You're also trying to like do some very very quirky objectives. Yeah, and some that you don't even life. know. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh man, you know, I've kind of forgot. Oh yeah, I never really did this, but I'm gonna go here now and do this weird objective, or or like cook something. And it's like, how do I cook this? How do For I get sure. a glazed ham? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you how you get you a glazed honey? ham. You cook it when you're playing uh, Zelda's Adventure. Get some honey. Get a ham. Preferably Andy, because he's the biggest ham of all. <laughs> just uh, cook him. Yeah, just live on stream. Just roast him on the pit. Oh, my God. Well, you might be getting a roast, but not of the flame variety. Maybe more <laughs> of the verbal variety. Ooh, looking forward to that, then. Yeah, we'll have a six-hour block uh of the roast of Andy Spateri. Oh, beautiful. So now we're not only ripping off Nintendo but also Comedy Central. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not a rip off. We'll call it something different. We'll call it the toast of Andy Spateri. Oh, okay. But we'll just rip him apart. We're we're toasting to his uh his destruction. Yes. His, his verbal his dis- penultimate <laughs> penultimate victory as well. 
<laughs> in in Twilight Princess HD. Oh yes. <laughs> you know, which is another one to look forward to for the marathon. Oh boy, for sure. Tons of players. It's as, it's as many talent. it's as many people, if not more, than the Minish Cap too, right? I'm thinking we're gonna hit the same number for uh, the Minish Cap, which we had ten. Yeah, eight to ten people for each game. That's a long one too. That's a marathon in itself. Yeah, that eleven game. eleven hours. I think was the longest, or was it twelve last year? I want to say it was eleven and change. All all I remember is is being on the mic for mo- for like half of it, and then at the very end coming in and beating Ganondorf for Thor talk. <laughs> Oh yeah, Beast Cannon. That was Twilight. Twilight Princess is one of those games. I think that you either really, really love it or you really, really hate it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I like the game. I I like it too. It's fun. It's just I don't know. I, I it's hard. I I don't think I could ever just sit through it for eleven and eleven hours straight. I think. I when think the, for the marathon in particular, or just, like, playing a game, like a Zelda game in a speedrun. There's certain games where it's, like, you just want to, like, hang and play through a game and not really care about, like, the time that it takes. Right. And then there's ones where it's, like, I want to just, like, cut through this, and it's still... It doesn't take anything away, you know? For sure. I think Twilight Princess is just... It's long, and for me, I'd rather sit down and, and, you know, experiment, play around... Fight some guys. Learn the hidden skills. Hit some rowdy Octoroks. Yeah. Give them a little nudge. A little poke. <laughs> a little boop. That's what we need. We need an Octorok booping emote. Oh my gosh. That would be amazing. Oh man. You heard it here first, Mosses. We need an Octorok booping emote stat. <laughs> we already have Scourge well. Spencer. <laughs> that's right now we have we gotta, get the, gotta get those on the twitch channel for sure you know what i'm also really really looking forward to wind waker and i know wind waker is always a good race yeah and like honestly i just want to look at it with fresh eyes for once I, i'm like i'm very steeped in my opinion about it regardless of what other people say and I kind of want to just give it a give it another shot, another fresh, fresh look. And I plan on getting the HD version for Wii U at some point and playing through it again myself. But you know, kind of just want to sit down, watch through it, and just and just revel in in everybody else's love for Wind Waker and see if I can kind of yeah, see if I can kind of get that get that feeling for it. It's a fun adventure. Oh yeah, and I I can just picture the King of Red Lions. As Iron, Iron Man. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Full armor. Yep. Decked out. Shooting missiles at people. Laser beams flying everywhere. Then we can also make that joke again when we're playing Spirit Tracks and we say, <laughs> now here we have King of Red Lions and the Spirit Train. Fusion. Ha. <laughs> gotta, gotta get the DBZ reference in as well. It's the, the ultimate crossover. DBZ, the Avengers, and Zelda. Yep. Why has that not happened yet? Ganondorf, the spirit bomb. Or warlock bomb, <laughs> With sorry. The spirit train. <laughs> yeah, the warlock bomb. That'd be his wrestling uh, power bomb finisher. Look, if Splatoon can can steal the spirit bomb for one of its its specials, I think uh, I think Zelda could do the same. For sure. For sure. Well, I think that about wraps it up, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um... Just to recap, Zelda Dungeon Marathon uh, definitely probably happening in July this year. Uh, we'll have some more news uh, in the coming months as we lead up to when we think the marathon will be, or when, I should say, we know when the marathon will be. Uh, but no details for now, just some tight-lipped secrecy, because we like our secrets at Zelda Dungeon. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, that's I, I think that does it for the show. Uh, talk a little VR, talk some Avengers, talk some, some tabletop Dungeons and Dragons, a little bit Zelda Marathon, Zelda Dungeon Marathon. For sure. For all you Champions Cast followers out there and lovers, 
And even if you're new to the cast, especially, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Podbean, iTunes, whatever your podcasting choice is. You can follow Kevin at Shabazzle. You can follow me at GIF underscore Bluehawk. You can follow Andy Spateri, who's not here, at Spateri316. But yeah, let's go do it for this episode of the Champions Cast. So thank you all for joining us. Hope you have a great time. And thank you, Kevin, for coming on and uh, hosting along with me today and having a good chat about some, some nice topics. Yeah, this was a good time. I appreciate you hanging, Taylor. It's a pleasure as always. Gotta do what you gotta do for the cast, right? That's right. The show must go on. Indeed. All right, everybody. See you all next time. Yeah, thanks for listening and stay safe.